Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another exciting episode of Views on View. I am Steve Edwards, the host with the Face for Radio and the voice for being a mime, but I am still your host. Today, I'm flying solo, and with me is our very special guest coming all the way from Pune, believes India, is Anmol Soman. How you doing, Anmol? Hi, Steve. I'm good. How are you? Good. Doing good. It's actually clear and sunny here. Yeah, I'm not seeing. as warm as where you're at, but it's we're in the... I don't know. I think it's about 10 degrees Celsius, if I remember my conversions right, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's winter here, at least for another couple of weeks. Hey, folks, this is Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs. And lately, I've been working on actually building out Top End Devs. If you're interested, you can go to topendevs.com slash podcast, and you can actually hear a little bit more about my story, about why I'm doing what I'm doing with Top End Devs, why I changed it from uh, devchat.tv to Top End Devs. But What I really want to get into is that I have decided that I'm going to build the platform that I always wished I had with devchat.tv and I renamed it to Top End Devs because I want to give you the resources that are going to help you to build the career that you want, right? So whether you want to be an influencer in tech, whether you want to go and just max out your salary and then go live a lifestyle with your family, your friends, or just traveling the world or whatever, I I wanna give you the resources that are gonna help you do that. We're gonna have career and leadership resources in there, and we're gonna be giving you content on a regular basis to help you level up and max out your career. So go check it out at topendevs.com. If you sign up before my birthday, that's December 14th. If you sign up before my birthday, you can get 50% off the lifetime of your subscription. Once again, that's topendevs.com. So just as a refresher, back in June, we had Anmol on Views on View to talk about SEO in Nux. Mm-hmm. That's episode 149, if you want Sorry. to uh, go re-listen to that episode. And today we're back to talk about Nux, but what we're going to talk about is a service called Keycloak and how to use that for authentication and authorization. Uh, before we get started into that, Anmol, why don't you uh, give us a brief introduction on who you are, what you do, why you're famous, all those important questions. Okay. So, hi everyone. I'm Anmol Suman. I'm working as a uh, full-time developer in Opsito Technologies. I work on a Vue.js technology and I have a total three years of experience. And apart from this, I also write blogs, as we discussed earlier, and I also have my NPM package, which is a Vue.js image gallery that I'm currently working on. Yeah, that's it. And I'm sorry, what's the package name again? Uh, it's Vue.js image gallery. It's, it's a simple image what, gallery. Oh, okay, images. Oh, yeah. That's one of everybody's favorite things to work with, images <laughs> yes. on the web. Images on the web, for sure. Okay, so one of the key parts of dealing with uh, websites, web apps, whatever you want to, whichever name you want to use, if you're dealing with authentication and logging in users and allowing them to do certain things and not allowing them to do certain things is getting them logged in and making sure they can only do what they're supposed to do. So there are many tools out there. Sometimes it's built into the app if you're using something like, you know, Inertia with Laravel or Ruby Mm -hmm. or Node, you can build it in. Or there are also external services that you can use. The one that probably comes to most people's minds is Auth0. Uh, I know it's one that I've used before, um, and I've, I know it's a popular tool. Today, we're going to talk about one called Keycloak, and Anmol has written a blog post on this. We'll put in the show notes. And so we're going to talk about Keycloak and what it is. So why don't you give us a little uh, background and how you, how you came to be using and involved with Keycloak? Okay. 
so keyclock is a free open source library or software we can call okay so basically keyclock is used for authentication and authorization so i will just go to directly key point means why we need keyclock so if you are building a user application for example uh, every user application first we need login and registration right but if you are a front end developer or you don't want to spend time in writing the apis and handling the js token jwt tokens so you can just use the keyclock where they uh, manage all those things by just click if you are familiar with wordpress so it's just like a user interface means you just uh, add the settings and all those things means if for example if i add the login okay so on nuff said i just have a login page url and i go on that page just login and keyclock will generate the jwt token and return to the front end side and all the sessions and all those things are handled in keyclock so that's the main thing keyclock does so now i've noticed that you have a blog post also on setting it up on a local right. machine. Mm -hmm. So what are your options? Is Am I correct that there's a hosted option as well as a just on keycloak.net or .com? Or is there, and there's a local option or, or what are the, what are the uh, Actually, there are two options. I mean, we can directly download a tar file. Means for you're working on Linux or Windows tar or tar, and you can just run it. Uh, or there, is, there are another option. Uh, you can use the Docker also. So in that block, I also added the steps. Means we just need to fire few commands, and the key clock will be installed. Okay, but you're running it. You have. To, am I understanding correctly then that you have to run it somewhere? You have to download it and install right. it and yeah. run it somewhere. Yeah. You can't just like go to keycloak.org and no, no, set up an account there and okay. no, no. It's so it's self local system, right? Self-hosted. Okay, and where you host it is up to you. you could host it on like Amazon or Azure. Yeah, it's up to. Or even on your local. Well, that's okay. cool that you can do it on your local. I'm all about development, doing everything locally. And main thing so is, you are not sharing your data with any third party. That's the main thing. Means it's not hosted right. on something else. So your all users' data and all those things are in only your database. In your database. Okay. Hmm. So what are so we've talked about having Docker and so everything runs in a Docker. What other requirements are there from a package standpoint or a hardware standpoint for running this? For instance, what type of database does it use? Uh, actually, uh, it's used Java and all those things libraries. I'm not go that much deeper in that because uh, in a Docker instance, it already installed all those things. We just fire a Docker command for that keycloak install and it will install all the libraries and create the container. Okay, so all that's in the mm -hmm. Docker container and that's provided by keycloak, I'm assuming. All right. Okay, so we've got... Keycloak set up wherever we want to set it up, yeah. local, Amazon, Azure, you name it. So now, what, once we've got it set up, what do we do from there? So first of all, we need to create a realm. Okay, in a Keycloak uh, means realm is our master data. Okay, means our application. For example, I'm creating an application. I will use the same name and create a realm. That realm contains all the information of users what are the sessions or what are the policies we want, for example, password policies or all those things. So in that, we will set up all those things. So first we will create a realm, okay? After that, then we will create a client. The client is used to connect our Nuxt app, for example, any app. I'm not considering only Nuxt. You can use React or anything else. So we just need to configure those URLs in that client and use it in our Nuxt app. So, Basically, what we do in login, we just hit the login URL, right? 
and we pass the credentials okay but what happened in nuts uh, there is a special method called login with okay in uh, key clock after we hit that method it will directly redirect to a uh, key clock login page and key clock login page contains only two informations username password normally and after the login it will generate the token and return to the next auth and our session will be continued like this so this is how the login workflow will work normally okay so it's a, you're basically redirecting from your next app to right. a page provided by by key cloak okay yeah and so your realm it, your realm is basically your environment for this particular application mm -hmm. could you share realms you can share realms across multiple applications couldn't you if you wanted to? yes yes we can export the realm and we will import in another application okay so now go back you mentioned a method that you can use in nux for logging in you said is that a next method is that provided by an sdk or where is this uh this yeah it's a log dollar in? auth login with and we just need to pass the key clock option there. But before that, we need to create the key clock object in uh, Nox config file. So oh, we need okay. to configure. Yeah, yeah, we need to configure the login URL and the logout URL so that okay. key clock. Sort of what you would do for Axios or something else, just the basic information to communicate yes. with your hmm. key clock realm. Key okay. clock and one main thing uh, I want to mention here: the login page we are using, it's not Nox login page. Means we didn't customize it or design it okay it's already you generated by key clock customize it oh uh, no means basically it will default a key clock login page we can customize it i also have written another blog on it we can customize it but basically it's a key clock login page means it doesn't belong to our nux app or viewer okay it's yeah. separate but you can customize it to make it fit in with right. your, your own application's theme okay so yeah so in the post he's got a an example of the next config setup for mm -hmm. Keycloak and all the different endpoints, token, user info, logout URLs, and all that. Okay, right. Okay, so that's really all there is to it, huh? Is just to install that, run it locally, right. wherever um, you're running it. So is this the Keycloak project? You said it's open source, so yeah, you it lives can. on GitHub somewhere? Oh, uh, yes. You can go and directly check it. Is it uh, is that something you work on yourself? Project, no, 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 project, no, no. Or are you just a, a user? I just I'm just a user. I just came oh, through the requirement yeah. and I go and study it. And there is one main thing about means uh, now we only talk about the user login, right? But what if you have to register the user? Okay, so in Keycloak, in the realm setting, you just need to click on user registration button. And it will automatically generate the user registration form, and we will just enter the data, and user will be added. So this is how it simply works: the user and login and registration. So you can both register. So you're gonna. So Keycloak will generate a page for you to register a new user. <clears throat> right. Also, we can handle the SMTP. Means we can send the emails for user confirmation. We can also handle the uh, login means forward password or reset password pages also. So those are options. All options are available. Okay. So what are the limitations? For instance, does this provide any type of role setup and management? You know, I want to have an editor role versus a user role versus uh, an anonymous yeah, role actually, within my site? Actually, I didn't go there in, in that deep much, <clears throat> but I handled the multiple user roles in Keycloak. And so what happened, we can just set the default role for example, I have the admin role and I want to assign this role to all the users so I can customize it. And also I can manage the permissions. 
there are authorization tabs in Geeklog, so we can manage the user and their permission and all those things in scope resources right about the authorization part right okay so then what again is there any type of sdk that comes with this or how is it that you in your next application utilize those roles yeah okay so first we will configure the user roles in keyclock okay Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you what I'm what I used in my project. So what I did, I just configured all the user and their permissions. For example, employee, and I have four uh, CRUD operations means add employee, edit, and delete. Okay. So I selected the permissions. So what Keyclock did, uh, Keyclock returned me the set of permissions that uh, that are allowed for that particular user. Okay. So it will just return me the array which contained employee dash add comma employee dash edit all those permissions and what i did on nux said i just use a plugin for view dash gates so it plugin used for handling the authorization part on usa means if you want to disable a particular button or particular action means there is a add button and uh, let's consider there is no employee add action okay for that particular user so keyclock doesn't return me that particular action means employee dash add in our API response and view gates handle it and directly disable the UI element where we click for add employee. So this is how we can handle the authorization part on Keyclock side. Hi, this is Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs, and lately I've been coaching some people on starting some podcasts and in some cases just taking their career to the next level. You know, whether you're beginner going to intermediate, intermediate going to advanced, whether you're trying to get noticed in the community or go freelance. I've been helping these folks figure out how to get in front of people, how to build relationships and how to build their careers and max out and and just go to the next level. So if you're interested in talking to me and having me help you go to the next level, go to topendevs.com slash coaching. I will give you a one hour free session where we can figure out what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go and figure out what the next steps are. And then from there, we can figure out how to get you to the place you want to go. So once again, that's topendevs.com slash coaching. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Keycloak is where you can set up your roles, your permissions, and so on. Yeah. And then you make, I'm sorry, what I didn't understand was how we're doing that from Nux, the methods. Are we using built-in just like, is it, are we treating it just sort of like an endpoint where we say, here, give me the permissions for this user, and then I manage it from there in my application? Right. So I have been mentioned that there is a plugin called ViewGates. Okay. Where we just yes, pa- how do you spell that? Yeah, view. I guess you give me a link when we put it in the notes. Okay, just a second. Yeah, I had it in chat. Oh, view gates. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, view gates. Got it. Okay. So, uh, just go on there and check the methods. You can see there. There are some methods of set roles, set permissions, all those things. So, what this method does takes some array. Okay, as I already mentioned, means there is an array containing all permissions. And it will set these permissions in our local storage. And then we can use a separate, uh, we can say attribute. In Vue.js, we use VIF, okay, to check the condition and show or disable a particular element. So it has a particular attribute called VRole, okay, VRole or VPermission. Uh, with that attribute, we can check, means if I pass the VPermission equals to employee-ID, okay, so it will check the complete array of permission that employee-id is present or not. So if it is present, the UI element will be shown. And if not, the UI element will be disabled. Okay, so I see we're doing. Yeah, this is nice. I like that. It's using directives. Mm-hmm. So we're using right. directives 
on, uh, so you have a V-roll directive, and it basically says if you V-roll equals writer, here's one of the right. examples, and that's all mm-hmm. you've got to put. And then so if the, if the user does not have the writer rule, then that element's not going to show up. It's, like, it's basically like a VF. Uh, yeah, v. but it will directly check in the complete array of uh, your permissions and roles, means what directive you are using. Right. So we don't need to use the for loop or all those things. Exactly. So mm-hmm. you have a, a roles directive, a permissions directive, a roles and permissions. Oh, okay. It's just using V role and yeah. permission, right? So, but I guess I don't understand if you assign permissions to roles, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you need to check for both in one particular element? You know, so if I have... Let's see, you know, use a generic example. I'm an editor role, Mm -hmm. and the editor role has the edit blog post permission, Mm -hmm. right? So wouldn't checking for the role be sufficient? Yeah, in your scenario, it's right. But if you check uh, maybe in the different scenarios, for example, we are using the different types of roles. Maybe there are same roles, but we have uh, some users that are not verified, if if you know we use some verified links to verify the email or, or those things, right? So maybe mm-hmm. there are same type of users like employees, but one is verified, one is not. So in that scenario, uh, the user role is same, but permissions are different. So maybe in that scenario, we can use this. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that does directives like mm. that make it very nice. And then you can also build in middleware. All right. You know, mm-hmm. if they're doing this, it's a standard Next review or anything where here's a request. You want to do something before it makes it all the way to where yeah. it's going. And if rules is not set, directly redirect to logout if we set a middleware. Right. Okay. So, and then obviously one of the features of Next or the reason for the existence of Next <laughs> and, and applications or and frameworks like that is because of server-side rendering, right? right? We want mm-hmm. to take data. We want to render it on the server so that it's there when the page comes up for SEO. So there are some server-side rendering capabilities. Mm. So you can use this inside of async data and Nuxt server init, as I'm reading correctly, right? At least according to the docs. Okay. This is all in, again, we're just as a refresher, we're in the view gates library and not in Keycloak itself. So that's interesting. I'd never seen that, that, uh, it's a pretty, pretty easy way to use it. It's fun. Yeah, it looks like it's pretty basic. Yeah, so it's, it's a basic. Yeah, it's lightweight also. Because we can use it easily without any load or other libraries. Yeah, lighter is good. It's yeah, sort of painful when you get libraries mm-hmm. that try to do everything. Right. It's very simple. and, and As compared easy. to small ones yeah. that do one thing well. And it's really well written. means you directly understand what are the requirements and how it will work or all those things. All right. Okay. Excellent. So the realm and the client create a user module. Very easy. All right. Cool. Is there anything else about Keycloak that uh, we haven't discussed that maybe you want to discuss? We certainly have a lot of time. Okay. Yeah. There are other options also. As I mentioned, means oh, we use the registration. Okay. But uh, there are some policies also means password policies or all those things. Means we want a special mm-hmm. characters or all those basic requirements that we need for login and registrations, all those options are just a single click away. Yes, we will just click. Means I need a special character and password. I need a minimum 10 digits in password. So we can set all those right. things. Yeah. And 
also we can set the token expiration time means if we have a login and we can set the i need 10 minutes of expiration of jwt token so after the 10 minutes mm-hmm. it will indirect directly uh, redirect it to login page and session will be expired so all those things are literally simple and customizable we just need to make the changes on input fields we don't need a separate api call to handle the time and all those things so can you do stuff like to get very intricate uh, stuff i've done before where for instance you set the requirement for the password structure like you have to have all uppercase you have to have all lowercase you need eight, at least eight right. characters you can do all that as well yeah all that all that means uh, there are set of uh, means we can say permissions for not we can say permission options so we can add all those things means what are your requirements also and we can add a customization also in there excellent excellent and the main thing we can export and import it very easily means if i set up a complete key lock right all those things my password policies and user roles and all those things but now the main thing is how i share it with another person because if we are uploading on github right and we are working with a team so how those key lock all the options will be set up in another system so we can just export the file okay and there is import option we will just share the file or maybe upload on a github and another person will be just import those files so it will directly uh, set it all those options that we have already set in our key lock so i have written a uh, custom docker file for that also means if we run that docker file and we will just pass the export to json file it will directly import those all those settings and the key clock will be run so so when you're talking about exporting and importing you're talking between realms all right or between no maybe setups? maybe realms or maybe different computer systems also maybe mm-hmm. if we are working in a team so we need to for what happened when we first start working on a key clock there is always a something minor difference in our key clock environment maybe the option is enabled in my system and that same option is disabled in another system so it makes confusion because uh, there are lot of lot of options in a key clock so we always face some errors so that's why we are using it as a import export every time means whenever we build the docker it will directly import the uh, latest json file which contain all those latest key clock settings and we only uploaded that json file on github Okay, so let's go back to one question I had earlier mm-hmm. that I'm still a little confused on. So we talked about setting up realms. All right. And a realm is, you know, an environment, mm-hmm. however you want to define it, your environment. Can you use the same realm for multiple applications? So in other words, sort of a single sign-on setup. So let's say my company has two different applications mm-hmm. and I want to use the same set of data to sign yes. on to to both as compared to having separate realm setups is that is that yeah uh, it's option? possible because if you remember i talk about the client okay so in realm we create a client and client contains our all urls means our application url so in a realm you can create a two clients for your all two applications and the same setting will be carried for the two applications but the login registration part are present inside the client so it will directly different means for those two applications but all the main settings in the realm will be same for those two clients since maybe your two applications okay yeah so you're basically getting your clients from the same source right right okay excellent yeah boy this is yeah this is interesting i really like really like being able to mm. set it up and do it locally too just for debugging and testing and that kind of thing for sure 
So anything else about Key Cloak you want to talk about? Um, no. Any other features? I think we cover most of the features. Means most of the required feature that everyone needs first. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, great. Well, thank you for yeah. coming and talking about uh, Key Cloak. It's good to see these. As you said, for those that w- don't want to have to write backends on authentications mm-hmm. and JWTs and all that stuff, it's nice to have a feature that can handle that for you and that you can customize for sure. Hey, folks, if you love this podcast and would like to support the show, or if you wish you could listen without the sponsorship messages, then you're in luck. We're setting up new premium podcast feeds where you can get all of the episodes released after Christmas 2020 without the ads. Signing up will help us pay for editing and production, and you can go sign up at devchat.tv slash premium. So with that, we will move into picks. Picks, we get to talk about things that we like that aren't necessarily tech-related. Could be, could not be. Once you... uh, We'll let you go first as the guest. What do you have for us for picks today? What do you want, actually? What about the ones? Oh, sorry. Anything you're interested in. Have you read a good book lately or a movie? Have you seen a good blog post? Watched a good movie? Yeah, actually, I'm thinking about writing another NPM package so we can discuss on it. You're thinking, I'm sorry, you're thinking about what? Uh, writing an NPM package when it's creating. Oh, for, okay, what is that about? What uh, are you planning on writing? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm trying to create an NPM package uh, for the image upload with crop option. Means if you know, uh, with image upload, uh, we also have a crop option. Means I, if I want to add just my profile picture, all those things. So uh-huh. I'm trying to create an NPM package. Uh, we just need to pass the API for it, means as a prop, and it will handle all those things. Means we will click on the profile pic, and it will pop up the image we just use a crop filter there crop the image and upload it so i'm trying since i already written a blog on it but uh, it's a different code and all those components and all those things and sometimes people get errors in that and issues in uploading the file so i'm trying to create an npm package for it so so where does the cropping happen so you crop it and then upload it Uh, right so what happened first we will just see the circle image and there is a small uh-huh. upload button on it, like our WhatsApp DP. And after clicking on that image, the pop-up will come and it will show the crop option for that image. Okay. And right. we will just arrange our image or profile picture as as we need and select on a crop option. So it will upload the particular cropped image. Okay. Yeah. So in other words, you're cropping it before you upload right, it. Right. Or do you uploading it and having it down mm-hmm. there. All right. So, do you have a name for your package yet, or is uh, it still no. determined? Uh, I haven't decided anything. Huh. Okay. Awesome. That'll be good to see. Let us know when uh, when that's done. Yeah. Uh, from for me, for my picks, I'm gonna a couple things. There's my usual dad jokes, mm-hmm. uh, which I know everybody loves to hear. But first of all, as of we're recording this episode, we're in day 11 or day 12, I believe, of of Russia having invaded Ukraine, and this mm-hmm. came. One of the effects of this you see in the software industry uh, and my for my uh, application that I work on, you know, all day as part of my job, we use Bootstrap View and currently it only supports View 2 and they're working on View 3. And there's an issue in the GitHub repo regarding the roadmap. And a few days ago, somebody piped up and said, say, uh, how's things going with the roadmap and working into View 3? upgrading to view three and the response from the maintainer was sorry no deadlines at the moment we have a russian invasion in our country in ukraine and i'm writing this post from a shelter in kharkiv which is under rocket attacks for a few days so uh <laughs> if you see an open source library yeah. that's not being maintained you might find some interesting 
uh, reasons for that, for sure. And for the dad jokes of the week, I know everybody's uh, anticipating those. My friend, I have a friend who lives down the street from a milk processing firm. Uh, they handle milk processing. Everything smells like dairy air with, you know, a dairy air, dairy air, word for rump. Yes. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you. So my daughter, my wife took six hours to, uh, to be able to, del- to deliver my daughter to push her out. But we figured she's old enough to live on her own now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then finally, uh, for those of you who's ever seen a, a picture of me, you know that uh, I am, unlike animal, I am follically challenged in the hair category. I, in fact, I have a, a shaved head for the most part. And it's been a few years and I got tired of, of being judged for going bald. So I went out and bought a cheap wig. It was a small price to pay. Thank you. To pay, you know, wig, so on. So anyway, those are my jokes for the week. So with that, we will wrap up this episode of Views on View. Thank you, yep. Anmol, for coming. It is approximately 1 a.m. His time in India as we're recording this. So thank you for staying up late and talking with us about Keycloak. We appreciate that. And we will talk to everybody next time on Views on View. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.